Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Uh, Stephen Pearl is with us now, Associate Men's uh, Head Coach there at Auburn on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. What is up, Coach? How are you today? What's up, fellas? You guys doing all right? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Uh, that game at Georgia, we, we, we thought it was going to be an interesting game with Jalen Williams out. And we had said on this show, we don't get a whole lot right. Uh, as you know, Coach, we don't know anything about basketball. But we had said, oftentimes when a guy's out, you find out somebody that steps up in that spot. And you really had a couple guys. Aiden Holloway had one of his better days. And then Chad baker Mazaris. So that had to be encouraging beyond just the win for the coaching staff. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you look at Aiden, Chad, and and Chaney uh, all played some of their best games of the season and really stepped up. Um, so, you know, I think the biggest thing with Aiden was just trying to get his confidence back because, you know, we've been saying it all year that every time he shoots the ball, we still think it's going in. So we, we still had ultimate confidence in Aiden. So, you know, we thought switching up the starting lineup a little bit, you know, could pump some confidence into him. And, and Trey Donaldson has played so well with that second group that we didn't think that it would really – had much of an effect on him, but it really did help Aiden kind of get himself going. You know, Chad Baker from the jump, you know, he kind of came to us uh, last week and said, Coach, with Jalen out, you know, I, I really think, you know, you should put me into the starting lineup, which a lot of players, you know, don't uh, have the courage to do that with a coach, but he came from a perspective of trying to help the team because we needed a little more pop in that starting lineup without Jalen in there. And, and we agreed, and, and it, it was a really good move, and he obviously played played tremendously well and then. You know, Chaney Johnson, um, you know, on the road our last couple games, you know, at Florida, you know, he almost had a double-double uh, at Ole Miss, at Mississippi State. He played some of his better games. So we had confidence that Chaney was going to play well, and he had been playing well. And even after picking up two really early fouls in that game, he did a really good job uh, of staying composed, making some big shots, getting some big rebounds, you know, do, did a really good job defensively. And, you know, there wasn't a ton of, uh, you know, a bled down when, when, when Jalen wasn't there. So, you know, we played one of our better games, honestly, of the year. Um, and obviously it showed and our guys stayed composed. And, you know, it obviously always helps when you make shots on the road and our guys were able to do that. Hey, that three, the three guys you pointed out in the lineup, Aiden, Chad Baker, and Chaney, 56 of your 97 points, more than half your production. Correct me if I'm wrong. Those three guys weren't playing Division One basketball. Obviously, Aiden, last year, Aiden was in high school. Uh, you had Northwest Florida State and the University of Alabama Huntsville, right? Yeah. I mean, Chad started out at San Diego State, so he had some, you know, some Division One experience under his belt. But, yeah, all three last year were not playing, you know, Division One basketball. But, you know the, the the unbelievable thing about you know about basketball is like Division two JUCO like there's so much good basketball uh, in college that you know they're able to translate pretty quickly to the next level. It does take a little bit of time, but we you know we we felt really good about our evaluations of obviously all three of those guys plus Denver Jones to be able to come in you know from the level that they were at take a step up and and obviously be able to produce and they've been you know four of the most important pieces on this team so far this year and obviously helped us get a huge road win. Uh, at Georgia on on Saturday. Uh, at the under four timeout, I don't want you to tell me what Janai Broom told you, uh, but it made you laugh um, as as you were going to the huddle. Um, uh, in my head, I think he said, uh, "Man, Katie Johnson is insane, and he's in one of his moods right now." What's it like living with KD? Is he is he that way on the team bus in the team hotel, or is he just that amped up during the forty minutes we see him on the court? Because he has one of the most unique personalities I've ever seen. 
Yeah, I mean, KD off the court is always like that. He's always got that juiced up, amped up energy. Like you can hear him laughing from a mile away, and he's just super loud all the time. Um, but, you know, the guys obviously love him. He brings great energy, you know, to our team. Uh, one of the officials came up to me during the game and said, man, it is really hard to officiate KD Johnson. But if he was on my team, I'd be really happy. So <laughs> while it was, uh, you know, while it was kind of like, a, hey, you need to get him to you know, shut up every once in a while. I love how, how hard he plays and with the effort that he plays. You know, KD had a really bad first half, just being completely honest. Like, he wasn't very good. He broke us down defensively, took a bad shot. But to KD's credit this year, when he's had bad halves, he's done a really good job of being able to bounce back. And that's not something he's been able to do in the past. Um, so he's able to put things behind him a little bit quicker now. And he's able to turn things around. And then he had a 10-minute stretch in that second half where, you know, it got to three – and then he comes out of a timeout. I think Janai makes a three to get it to six, and then KD bangs a three to get it to nine. So, you know, a huge shot there. Had a huge drive to the basket, you know, scoring eight points in the second half. So, I mean, obviously, you know, his defense and his and his, his energy is obviously, you know, uh, it really helps our team kind of get going. Uh, if he could be a little more consistent in that, obviously, when he's out there, you know, we're, we're, we're a lot better when we get good KD. Stephen Pearl is with us, the Auburn Associate Men's Basketball Coach, and he's on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. One could make the case that the Tennessee game is personal for the Pearl family. Would would we be making the right case? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously during our time there, had a ton of, you know, great memories going to the NCAA tournament every year, winning a couple SEC championships, um, you know, but, you know, obviously like the one thing that sticks out is how it ended. And, you know, it, it, it blows my mind how many people are, confused by the fact that i don't really care for tennessee like well you played there you know you you were there for four <laughs> or five years and i was like yeah but they fired our asses so i'm not really understanding how you don't understand why i don't like them <laughs> like and they're like oh i guess that makes sense i guess that makes sense and i mean i've been i've been at auburn for 10 years now you know so it's like this is this is home and you know obviously this is who we're loyal to and you know we've ended up uh, having a pretty good rivalry with with the likes of Tennessee and Alabama and Kentucky because we've all been at the top of the league for the last you know five or six years, and you know we've been fighting with Tennessee for SEC championships over the over that time. So it makes it a little more interesting as far as the dynamics go. And you know, Coach Barnes has done an unbelievable job making them nationally re- relevant every single year. And you know, right now I'd say they're probably the best team in our league right now. Uh, and having to go into their place a game a game out of first place, you know, playing with a lot at stake. Yeah, obviously, it's going to be an unbelievable environment on Wednesday night. You, you said best team in the league. Are they the best combination of guards in college basketball when you look at how different each guard is? I mean, um, I'm not sure if they have the best backcourt in the country, but they, you know, they obviously like they may have one of the best players in the country in Dalton Connect. They may have the best facilitator in the country at Zakai Ziegler. You know, Zakai Ziegler had. I think 14 or 16 assists against AM. And if, you know, a couple of guys hadn't missed wide open shots or layups, he could have had 22 assists in that game. So, you know, they're at their best when they're out there facilitating, uh, moving the ball and getting guys open shots. But then you add someone like Dalton Connect, um, who's able to kind of get a bucket whenever he wants. Oh, and don't forget the guy that was first team all SEC last year in Santiago Vescovi, who's been there for 37. He and I actually played at Tennessee <laughs> together when I was there. Um, you know, he's been there for forever. And then, you know, they come in and have really good bigs and, and Adu and, um, you know, Josiah Jordan James has been there for four or five years. Like, they have just a lot of older veteran guys. So I think they're just the most complete team offensively and defensively in our league and one of the most complete teams in the country. 
Um, I, I consider you and Bruce friends, but I don't know a lot about you. Um, y'all, I, in my head, you guys don't do a lot of grilling, um, smoking a meat down at the lake or anything. Maybe you do. Uh, but you, I see the tweet afterwards that Bruce tells the team best call he makes after the game is the ribs at Rafferty's on the way home. Do you guys grill? Because Brown's a big griller. I'm a guy who likes to cater my food. I like to pick my food up, have it ready to go. I'm ready to eat. I don't like to wait for it. Are you guys grillers or are you guys caterers at the lake? So BP's more of a caterer, and I'm, I'm the griller. Uh, at my house, I have a, a big green egg. I have a uni pizza oven. I have a can K open fire grill. I have a Blackstone. My wife is going to kick me out of the house if I buy one more cooking apparatus, but I, uh, I, I love it. Uh, it's something that you know I have a lot of fun with. But, yeah, he's more of the caterer. Uh, he does cook a little bit, but I do more of the cooking. Uh, we were talking earlier how miserable it would be to live in the cold. And was that the thing you remember most about growing up in Milwaukee? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it would uh, it would it would snow like two feet, and this and the roads would be perfectly clear, and you have to walk to school. So yeah, I mean, it was uh, the cold was not a lot of fun. But living, yeah, I lived in Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin for the first you know seventeen years of my life. So. Kind of got used to it, but I, I'm I, I much prefer the South now that I've been here for you know a good portion of my life. So it's uh, well, the weather down here is a lot nicer. What what is the best thing about Milwaukee? I've heard some cool things during the summer. They got some kind of big festival. Yeah, they got Summerfest in the summer. You know, the months of you know probably June fifteenth through you know probably like early September are the nicest in the country when you go to like you know Wisconsin or Chicago, like with the lakes and the golf courses and all the different things they have going on in the summer the weather's unbelievable you know it's not too hot and it gets you know kind of chilly at night so it's but then after that you know it, it's cold up until june 15th and it's obviously freezing you know once uh once you get into the september october months but um Lance, i had a question for you so i know you were doing like a dry february this month right i, I mean I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not counting i've only got uh, three more days yeah. <laughs> we're having our own midnight madness thursday night <laughs> Okay. Okay. So what's, I mean, you talked about Red Mountain Vodka to come in. What's going to be the first drink that you have on March 1st? Okay. So it will be here. I'm not going to stay up till midnight. People are like, are you really going to stay up till midnight on Thursday into Friday? I'm not going to do that. It probably will be here on Friday. We typically do like an 11 o'clock happy hour. Probably will start at 10 o'clock. We've got some Wicked Weed, uh, the Pernicious IPA, and we've got Stella on tap. I'll probably go with the Stella, but maybe the IPA. Yeah. Just kind of ease your way into it a little bit. Yeah, like and then it. sunsets, I'll probably go bourbon. or Yeah, and then, uh, no, I'll probably go wine for dinner and then bourbon late night Friday. Wow, you were, you're mixing it up a little bit. It's yeah. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It's, he's he's a, a professional. He says that's mental. <laughs> it <laughs> is mental. There's if, nothing like beer it, before wine or wine before beer. If or I mix it, somebody's beer. holding my hair, man. I'm throwing up. I mix two different liquors. Uh, you're just mentally stronger than everyone else, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's your go-to? Uh, I'm a I'm a tequila or a bourbon guy, okay. Typically, but yeah, and then if I'm with the wife, we'll drink some wine. Okay, some do wine. you do you drink like in a pinch? Would you drink Redmont vodka in a pinch? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I've had Redmont vodka before. It's good. Well, the reason I ask is we do a thing called Last Call with Redmont vodka, and we sit down and do kind of a one on one where we're just drinking vodka and asking weird questions. We'd love to either you when season's over, you come up to Birmingham, we come down there and we do one of those. Would love that. Okay. Absolutely, just tell me when. There we go. There we go. We've got another one scheduled. By the way, um, there's a theory that the Jordan flu game was just uh, poison from pizza, food poison from pizza. So if Jets Pizza has a pizza waiting on you, 
<laughs> be careful. <laughs> Got to be careful. <laughs> Got to be careful. Hey, uh, before you go, I know there's an event uh, this week that you're very passionate about. You and I were texting earlier today, and I want to give you a moment uh, to open up about something you're passionate about beyond just basketball. Yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me do this, guys. Um, you know, on top of, you know, obviously trying to grow our Vishla family, Lance, Brittany <laughs> and I for the past year have been trying to get pregnant. And, um, you know, it's been a struggle, to be completely honest with you. And we've had to come up to Homewood uh, a ton this past year at Alabama Fertility Clinic and work with Dr. Mann to try and get pregnant. And um, we've been having to do multiple rounds of IVF to try and accomplish this. And, you know, as many of you who are listening or, you know, maybe you don't know, but it, it's it's a taxing, you know, process mentally, physically, emotionally, especially, you know, on, on my wife, Brittany. Um, you know, we're lucky that we're in the stage right now where we're really close, actually weeks away from implanting a, a healthy embryo into her, which is a- amazing. Um, but then last week, you know, the Alabama Supreme Court ruling came out that, you know, embryos are considered children. Uh, and it paused all IVF services across the state of Alabama. So, you know, we're obviously in jeopardy of missing our window, but there's hundreds, if not thousands of families across the state who are trying to you know, obviously create life and have children that are also in the middle of this very expensive treatment that are now also delayed because of the ruling. Um, and on Wednesday, February 28th at the state house in Montgomery, uh, there's going to be a, a gathering of people that are supporters of IVF and fertility clinics. Um, and I just would, you know, I can't be there because we'll obviously be at Tennessee. My wife will be there though. Um, and you know, I, I would just support or you know, I encourage anyone in the area in Montgomery or who is able to go, um, and, and, and show support. If that's something that they're comfortable doing, or that's something that they believe in because, you know, at the end of the day, like all these are trying to do in a pro-life state is bring beautiful, precious life into the world. And obviously, we're hoping that this gets reversed soon, uh, because obviously, we're, we're really excited about starting our family in the state of Alabama. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can uh, move this along so so many others can do the same as well. Well, that is very well said. And, um, you know, I, I know that's a very personal thing you just opened up about very publicly there. So I admire you for doing that. And obviously, you and Brittany will be in our prayers. And uh, hopefully that can all get worked out for you guys. I appreciate you guys very much. Yep, yep. Yep. Thank you, Coach. Good talking with you. Good luck at Tennessee. See you, buddy. All right, fellas. Thanks. All right, War take, Eagle. Yep, take care. That is Coach Stephen Pearl with us, uh, the associate uh, men's basketball coach at Auburn.